Uh, but start with just a little Q&A. Just uh, uh, we didn't finish up all of our questions from Sunday. If you have any questions related to Sunday or any question in particular, we wanted to open up with that. Um, don't feel any pressure to ask a question. I mean, we have we want to. Sometimes we can get so so much in the information. You got like five minutes to ask questions. So that's that's kind of not fair. So let's start with people online. Uh, anybody online have a thought, question, or something was stimulated from, from Sunday sessions or something that was stimulated because you was waiting on relationship boot camp to uh, either ask the question or, or discuss the situation? Any, any thoughts online first or people that are calling in? All right, so, so no thoughts or questions online right now? Okay, anybody here have a thought or question about anything? Interesting, everybody's just having a wonderful time in relationships. Huh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Is that how we rolling? Or we don't want to ask no questions? Or <laughs> your spouse is listening? We have somebody. <laughs> Oh, you have a question. Oh, good. Okay. What? What? So, so what? <laughs> Just curious. Hey, can we leave? Can we leave that door, please? Okay. All right. So, someone had a question. Yes. <laughs> okay. My um, question I've been having is I've been kind of dealing with this for a while now and I, I don't know the right answer but I, I do know the right answer but I need some guidance with the answer okay so with the with the relationship whether it's a husband wife brother sister mother father or um, son parent or whatever girlfriend boyfriend what happens or how do you how do you coach along out of the couple there is one couple getting it whether it's here in service or on a CD or on SoundCloud, but the other person isn't. And you can't get them here to service or they're reluctant. I'm not going to say refuse to listen, but they're re reluctant to listen. How can you get them on the same page or how can you get them equally yoked? Great question. Actually, we had a situation. Uh, actually, that situation is more common than not. Um, uh, one of the things that we always talk about is, is being uh, an example of what it is that you're learning. Um, I know um, my husband, <laughs> he uh, would always say, a lot of times I would request something, and what I was requesting, I wasn't really necessarily willing to do. <laughs> so, um, so, so you, oh, you have an example? No, I said, can you give an example? Um, well, it affects you. So, can, do you? <laughs> is there an example you can think of? Uh, not at this time. Not at this time. You're okay. Talking, I, I think You'll I'm think of something. Okay. <laughs> um, and and so sometimes, you know, even when a person is here, a lot of times we listen in a service for someone else. So it may not be a mate. It could be a friend. It could be whoever. So we're in a service, and the intent is to listen for you. 
But oftentimes we listen for other people and we get, we, we actually, we'd be like, man, I wish this person was here because they needed to hear that. And that happens a lot. I can remember doing that too. When I was back in uh, Ohio, I did the same exact thing. Man, I wish, you know, uh, uh, I, I don't think it was you that I wanted because you was always there. Uh, but my ex-husband, I would be like, man, if he would just hear this, because this is exactly what he needs. And so a lot of times we come to service and we're listening out for what is either affecting us and then or, you know, uh, uh, you know, just uh, making sure that, the, that, that God fixes the person that, you, that, that is doing all the, you know, that you have alt against. And so you find yourself really coming to service, and it's, it can become habit forming. And you can find yourself coming to service just to get ammunition to be able to deal with the person that, that isn't coming to church. So that's one thing I wanted to bring out. The other thing is you, you, you do have to be what it, what it is you desire. Um, and, and, and a person who may not be getting uh, what you're, you're getting, they actually in an indirect way are getting it with your lifestyle. So if you begin to um, uh, act out or, or to be what it is that you're learning, oftentimes they can actually pick up on that and you actually lead by example. So, you know, but what, what, what really gets people is when you be like, man, you know, what, uh, uh, you know, pastor was talking about this and you really needed to hear that. Well, that is a shutdown all day. That will cause people to shut down. So I really wanted to spend some time and talk about, you know, really focus in on what is God saying to you when you come to service. It's so important because I'm telling you, you will have that person in your mind and, and God could be speaking specifically to you, but you won't, you won't pick it up because you're so focused on, God, what are you saying about this person? So I thought it's important that, that, I don't know if I answered your question, but I think the lifestyle that you live will hopefully draw them in. Um, there's people at this church who their, uh, their mate is not necessarily a born again believer. Um, and that's tough because, you know, all of us desire people that are close to us to want to, to wanna live for God. <clears throat> but in that person's uh, 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 situation, we really encourage them to pray for the person, uh, to have confession, develop a confession for the person. Um, we, you know, to, to show by your manner of living. Um, so those three things are really cru uh, crucial um, because they need to see and experience God. And oftentimes, the only way that they can do that is through you. So that is really, really vital. You got any thought? Yeah, the other thing is, is uh, the reality is we all learn different. Uh, it would be nice that if we all learned the same way, it would be nice that we all um, communicate the same way what we learn different. So when you have people that learn different, and now some of us, like God, God put two people together for a reason. Uh, me and my wife, we're probably at a point where we're learning the same now, but when we first got together, we learned different. You know, uh, and then it, how you grow in life and your experiences determines a lot of times how you learn. Like, so, you know, pe some people have had very tough uh, childhoods, so they really haven't had time to learn. They probably was dealing with, uh, uh, respectfully, tough relationships in high school, boyfriends and girlfriend relationships, 
uh, if their parent liked them or not, um, if their parent was treating them well or not. So what happens is uh, it's hard to focus you know, in your early years of school. And in early years of school, you're not just learning information, you're also learning how to learn. You're learning the fundamentals of how to absorb and how to process information. And, and, and you know, again, we have to be honest with ourselves, some of us figured ways around that. You know how you hear, you hear people say, uh, y'all don't like school or, uh, school ain't for everybody. What that person is basically saying is, I don't even want to hear what it takes for me to learn. You know, I don't, so now as the person gets older, that's been their default, that's been their flow. But now the reality is we have to learn. It's not, an, it's not as much of an option as we think. And so the, that default that we had when we were young, like that teacher can't teach. Whether the teacher can teach or not doesn't determine you, in other words, let's say if you fail a class because the teacher can't teach, you still get the F, don't you? Like they don't go, oh, oh, you had a bad teacher. No, we're going to give you an A. You get an F no matter what. So what do we have to do? We have to figure out how to even process their information also. And so it's, 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 uh, um, it's you know, I was sharing this with, with uh, I was actually talking to my cousin. At the church, we always talk about fighting the sea. You have to fight to understand because your flesh wants to check out. I don't care what the situation is, your flesh wants to just like, man, forget this. You know, or, or you know, I tell the athletes all the time, if, if you interview them, they'll tell you while the season is on, when you're in school, a lot of times you're thinking about the game, the moves, what you're going to do. But while you're thinking about the moves in the game, the teacher's teaching. <laughs> I used to tell my son, son, I know it's going to be hard, but when you go to school, I need you to focus on school. I said, I know you're going to be thinking about your moves and your shots and stuff like that. I said, son, the, the education is a part of it. You, ne you will never get to take those moves to a higher platform if you don't focus on education. How does that tie in the church? What ties in the church? We'll never get the fulfillment. We'll never get the fulfilling relationship if it's always, a, you know, I just... I'm a, I'm a this type learner. And you might be that type of learner, but you have to realize that God is giving you information. So tr trust the layers. This is going to be the key. When you, so so uh, as we grew, if it was tough, that things that were tough, or I would just ask her, so babe, what's, 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 the, what's difficult? When my son was struggling with math, I sat him down, okay, talk to me. And then I, 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 I watched him I went to class with him, listened to his professor, and then I, I went home and I interpreted the professor for him. And then I showed him, this is how you absorb from that particular professor. And so, so with us, she has to ask me questions. I have to ask her questions. And once you discover that, now you say, okay, then you can use this layer. Because remember we say layered learning here? So some people may just be better with the discipleship classes, but you, you, when you come to service, the service will absorb better because you came to the class. When you start to add all the, the different layers up, you absorb the information better. In, in ministry school, I used to tell the, uh, the students, just, uh, who was I talking to? Somebody recently was saying, just trust the process. I know that's a, 
the basketball Philadelphia uh, 76ers line. But I have been, I had told him, trust the process. Don't, don't overwhelm yourself with, oh my God, I got to remember this, got to remember that. When you're taking notes, don't overwhelm yourself to tell the person, don't overwhelm yourself with, oh, what, what did he say? Oh my God. No, get what you can get. And trust the Holy Spirit will give you what you think you didn't get. So write down that nugget that's important. Write the whole thing down. Yeah, but he's teaching. I, I, I want to get the other scripture. Either ask somebody what the other scripture is, get, the, get it from the CD or the SoundCloud. But don't overwhelm yourself. We're receivers, not controllers. And so I would tell the person when they're in, in service, just receive and then use the other tools to bring stuff back to your remembrance. That's it. Tell your kids that when they're in, when they're in school. When they're in school, just, just receive. If they have a coach, but coach, it's just, I'm not going to remember the plays. That's, that's like test anxiety. You're overwhelming yourself. Our job is just to receive and trust the Holy Spirit will bring it back to our remembrance. How many of you quote scriptures, quote songs that you weren't trying to remember? You know why? Because you just received. You wasn't, oh my God, I hope I remember the lyrics to this song. I hope I remember this. No, you just was sitting there receiving. And how many of y'all go leave church on Sunday? and be singing the songs that they were singing. It'd be just running through your head, don't it? Mm -hmm. But you wasn't trying to have it run through your head. We're designed that way. God set it up that way. So just receive. That's what I was So I wanted to add, um, the other thing you can do is you can actually talk about the experience. That's good. So you, you go home and you say, okay, so babe, I know you wasn't there, uh, uh, but I would love to share with you what I learned and what you know what he talked about and it literally can become a discussion so it's a way to interact and we should be doing that anyway uh how you really how you really start to uh, grow in the lord is when you start to communicate what it is that you're learning so it's almost like rehearsing the things that you learn and so it becomes a, a that much more a part of you when you're actually having a discussion about what it is that you learn. So a lot of times when you see people have uh, groups, those are effective because why? Everybody is, is galvanized and they're around the table or what, what have you and they're discussing what it is that they got and what the, what, what the other person got. And so that is a wonderful opportunity to bring Christ in your home. A lot of times we don't bring Christ in our home. We, the, re, the reason why God um, uh, came up with the idea of what uh, we were talking about Sunday, what we were supposed to do, <laughs> uh, because we do that often. Like we'll literally just be kind of kicking it and be like, you know, so what do you think about this? And then, you know, it's, it's like an exchange back and forth. But what it does is it pulls out unknown revelation that no one even considered. And so you could be talking and, and we'd be like, oh, oh, well, what about this? Oh, what do you think about this? And it, now we take get a notes. We'll take a notes. We get excited. Driving in the car. Hold on. Get my phone. Get my phone. Right, right, put right. Put my phone out. And so oh, could put this in my notes. Yeah. So it's and the scripture talks about, you know, uh, by the wayside, you know, uh, yeah, they talk to, uh, um, uh, talk uh, about the word uh, when you walk by the way, when you sit it down, when you get it up, write it right. upon the doorpost. You know. So we should be at home having conversation about the word. How many of us, we go to church, we get off out of church, we go home and we don't think about talking about the word until we come to church again. 
<laughs> so it literally should be a part of our daily interaction and, and, and talk. The other thought I wanted to bring out is I really believe that the best learning style for all of us in church is the kinesthetic, lear kinesthetic learner. And the reason why I say that is the scripture says be a doer of the word, not just a hearer. And what happens is when you start to do the word, well, then now think about it, you're hands on. And I think that's really when we really start to grow and mature in the Lord, when we really uh, become hands on. And that's so really we all should be kinesthetic learners when it comes to the word. Be a doer of the word and not just a hearer of the word. So it's not enough to just hear it. You know, you got people that quote the word day uh, frontward and backward. They can they can come up with a scripture at the drop of a hat. But but oftentimes the person that can can do that often is not necessarily doing the other part of it. And that's being a doer of the word. See, it's not enough to just know the word. We got to actually apply what we're you know, I was talking to somebody um, just yesterday and I was talking about uh, sometimes our faith is on trial. And, you know, the thing is, when things don't go right, that's not the time to, to, to throw in a towel and, you know, when, when there's a rejection, when there's disappointment, when there's disapprovals, those are, those are not opportunities, those are like hurdles. And, you know, either some people will jump over the hurdle or some people will actually break down the hurdle and break right through. They don't, you know, they, they, they see the hurdle, but they're like, okay, either I'm going to go through this hurdle or I'm going to jump around or jump over it or I'm going to go around it. But often people see the hurdle, oh, there's a hurdle right there. I can't do nothing and it arrests them and what they don't understand is it's an opportunity to exercise your faith because the enemy is actually trying to steal your faith and so you know I, I'm going uh, I went that way because I really wanted us to see you know oftentimes we are in positions every day and we forfeit opportunities to exercise our faith to talk about faith to talk about our walk with God to talk about what we're learning to talk about what he's doing you know personally and and having that that dialogue that's so important so that would be a big thing that you could do sir uh, for or if someone you know is in that situation but really really just having a conversation and saying this is how it impact me here's the caveat to that though you cannot you cannot say well hey listen i had uh, a pastor was talking about this and i learned this and but it's all about <laughs> what fixes and changes the person you know what i'm saying because we'll do that we'll be like well you know i i want to find a way <laughs> to maneuver around to really let that person know you hey you missed it but it, i'm gonna <laughs> let you know what it was <laughs> you know and so and so we got to watch our motive what is the motive is our motive actually is to uh talk about the lord in a way where revelation knowledge can freely flow and i'm telling you if, if a husband and wife would take what i'm saying it literally can take your relationship even to a whole nother level spiritually spiritually i'm saying we all got the you know uh kicking it you know watching television together watching movies together you know maybe going and bowling or whatever the case is we got that down pat but when it comes to actually engaging each other about the word that is a wonderful opportunity to bring you closer together it is it, it is. It's, it's a wonderful opportunity that you get to you get a chance and an opportunity to even locate where your mate is spiritually. 
You know, sometimes you want to locate where people are so you know how to pray for them, not to, you know, shun them, but you'll know how to pray for them. You'll know, you know, uh, God to give you some insight and some wisdom on what to do with them, you know, as opposed to always having the mindset of, look, I just need you fixed. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just need you to fix, fix. So hopefully that, that answered your question. Well, well the, the thing is, uh, and, and we'll go on to the next question after this, but it's relationship boot camp for a reason. Uh -huh. Root word is relate. There has to be an exchange. You have to have an exchange. And and the tough part, I don't care if it's whether you're married, you're in a boyfriend and girlfriend, you're engaged, or you're preparing for a relationship. Right now I was talking to a young man at the gym. I was talking about the relationship boot camp. He's like, Now Pastor, you already know how I'm rolling. Cause he kinda just well, he he don't want no he don't want no accountability responsibility right now. And uh, I said, well, you know, uh, a leader is ready when his time comes. I said, you don't, I said, I'm just trying to help you out. I said, I don't want you to get uh, traumatized. You know, you you meet somebody tomorrow, you fall in love, and you, now you're trying to rush to be ready to handle it. And so I think every level we try to have to prepare ourselves for the toughest thing, and that's uh, vulnerability. This is the key to relation. Relating is vulnerability, like. What is most of our arguments? Somebody hiding something or, or the person is not willing to uh, trust the other person with their heart. So they're holding back some stuff, you know, to like, yes, okay, I, I, I trust my wife, my wife trusts me, but I trust her with my heart. My wife can hurt me. Just like this church, this church can hurt me because I'm out here, I'm, I don't put myself out here, you know, and that's relating. And so when you come home, as she was saying, not, not to browbeat somebody with the Bible, but you're just relating. Like, you're really genuinely like, wow. I mean, I, I, mean, I know I teach the word, but we be driving, and I, I be learning stuff too. So I be like, hey, babe, like, like, okay, so what about this? I said, you know, I never even even looked at it from that angle. What was that again? You know, like, so it's, an, it's not, did you get this? Uh, That's going to taint it. Yeah. It's gonna change the whole Flow. Re receptivity of it. Mm -hmm. But if, if if we're just relating, so I think that that's uh, I think that's big. I know we gotta go to uh, the next question, thought or point. Uh, any other thoughts, questions? Actually, think, uh, uh, let's try again online, and then we'll come back here. Anybody online have have a thought about either something you heard Sunday nine fifteen ten thirty, uh, relationships in general, or even about anything you've heard. All right, let's go with Be, before, in, the, in the house. Before, before you make that statement, whatever you're going to say, I did want to make one more, I think, important point. <laughs> I think uh, I, I, I used to do this teaching um, from Hell's Best Kept Secret, okay? And one of the things that it really tried to get people to understand is you can take a natural situation and swing it into a spiritual uh, conversation. So you can, let's say, talk about the weather. Like I was, you know, just to give you an example, I was talking to somebody in line and um, it was hot outside. It was so hot, y'all. And it was hot in the, the store that I was at. And so the person said to me, they engaged me. They said, boy, it sure is hot out here. I said, I know. I said, it's suffocating hot. I said, can you imagine what it's like in hell? 
Well, the person perked up. She said, you know, I never thought about that. Well, guess what? That opened the door. We took a natural situation and swung it into a spiritual conversation. And so now we're talking, we're having this dialogue about, I can't, she said, I can't even imagine if, if hell is hotter than this. She said, I just can't imagine. So that's the point I wanted to make. You can literally take a natural situation. I was talking to somebody yesterday and the person, we, we were talking about diet and, you know, diet. And it just, this revelation came to me like, oh my God, what you just said, if you could take what you said and let's shift it to uh, what we can do spiritually, it's like the same thing. You know what I'm saying? And so I was like, wow. So we look for opportunities in the natural to get some revelation or talk about, like shift it to the spiritual, but it, it's a smooth thing. It's smooth, y'all, it's smooth, but you gotta be looking for it. You just gotta be looking for it. Look for opportunities to do that. And I'm telling you, it works every time when you do that. It doesn't have to be on that topic, it'd be on anything. <laughs> I know we talk about the word, and I know I've heard you say many times, the word is the most important thing going on in the service. And I think about, I can't remember, it's one of the evangelists um, I read when I first was born again. They said they would take his blood and they would put diseases to it and his blood would fight the diseases because he was so full of the word. I heard of that. And, um, and so I always think that in my mind, there's a level of the word in you that it brings with it a standard whether in a in a in a wholeness um it brings with you a level of prosperity it brings with it a level of healing if you have that word in you you know and so i think like that so but i know that when we talk about relationships there could be a prejudice that you have in your mind that you filter the word through but so I'm saying that to say in a relationship even though you may have the word in you and you have a level of the word in you and it's bringing a standard with it whether that's healing prosperity what have you that prejudice that you filter your mind that that word through can you just elaborate on the aspect of how that affects the doing part of the word you, that Pastor Melvin talking about? Give an example of prejudice, and then we can. Well, I, I said prejudice, but whatever misconception or, or, or miseducation in your mind of how you interpret things um, that would bring a slant. Still, for, give an example. If you give an oh, example, then so, can, yeah, yeah. that, that kind of helps people to okay. locate because um, it can be kind of broad. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I, I guess uh, since I said praise, let's use race. So let's let's say if I think all black people are are lazy and they always want to be on welfare, so I'm preaching the word, but in my mind I'm thinking that, so I'm filtering. My thoughts I got of that. Okay. I got <laughs> well, no, I was, I was, I, I, okay, but maybe no. I'll get it when okay. you. Okay. Right, so, yeah. so, so, I'm not going to use that example, but okay, because you yeah. use that example to probably help. Like, okay, so we all, I think all of us understand that living for God is not easy. Mm 
-hmm. We agree with that? Like, yes. it's, it's, <laughs> what you say, it's easy for you? No, I oh, oh, okay, because, <laughs> you know, you be getting me sometimes, you know. All right, so, so it, it, it is not easy. Um, I mean, at every level, you know, I, I'm a pastor, it's not easy. Um, uh, but it's, uh, we were talking about this, regardless, how we live is not based on if it's easy or not. But, but some of our prejudice is, okay, if this is easy, then I can do it. If it's, see, this is difficult. So no, nobody can do this. So then our, some of our prejudice is this, nobody's perfect. That was, that's probably the worst, one of the worst phrases or one of the worst perspectives we've been taught. Mm -hmm. Because whether we make the statement or not, we're not, we might not be perfect, but the scriptures is telling us that's our goal. Completeness, and the perfect perfection means to complete. So if, if we go in saying, hey, nobody's perfect, when you start to hear something that's going to challenge you to go beyond where you are, mm -hmm. you can always pull on that default of, well, hey, nobody's perfect. And, and a lot of times what it is is it's hard. It, a relationship is hard. We were just talking about it. I said, you know, we got these two people. Uh, we've, met, we've been together 27 years. I said, we got these two people. We're so, it's these, these intricate people. Like, you know, we, we was having this conversation this week. And I was like, so I said, you got this intricate Keith. And I said, listen, this is a piece of work to, to grow with Keith. I mean, you didn't, you weren't raised in Keith's culture and his background. And then you got this intricate Melanie, you know, and it's, 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 it's tough. Tough, not from the standpoint of if we love each other, to get self out the way. Because your default is how I think. Your default is how I would do it. Your default is almost like you have to be tripping because I wouldn't even think to do that. That's not necessarily true. I may have to learn why it's done that way. Well, not me. I have to learn. I've had to learn why it's done that way. I mean, in the early years, now imagine I'm thinking you're tripping because you want to take a walk. I'm like, a walk? Oh, my God. Like... By the time we finished this walk, I could have ran. I could have put up some shots. I could have lifted some weights. I could have got some miles. I could have got my whole workout in, but we just took a walk. <laughs> I don't think like that now. I, I mean, but I'm saying, but at the time. Good, we just want to walk in there. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right, but, but, but what I'm saying is, see how I had a, a mindset already. And, and my, actually, my mindset at the time was, I'm not going to be impacted. So I'm not absorbing the relationship. Or um, that's too sensitive or, or the, let me use the word, I make, uh, I'll use one word, girly, is that cool? That's, that's too girly, that's too sensitive. Mm -hmm. But also in our relationship, I came in, I'm gonna say Bible man, I'm gonna just use Bible man. So my whole thing was, don't take my word for it. It's in the book, man. And my wife, and then everything, I, I, I was afraid not to do things that harmonize with the word. So if you said something that didn't harmonize with the word, you know, on the inside, on the outside, I'm, I'm just, I'm going to hit you with a thought. 
But on the inside, I'm like, oh my God, no, we can't think that way. So if she says, uh, okay, uh, be careful. It? Be careful. No, 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 no. I'd rather be prayerful. You know, like I can't, I can't be careful. The Bible says, be careful for nothing. You know, this, this, this is. And now, I was, now, and now, I, was I didn't like, talk like that, but mm-hmm. all I hit her with was the response. Nah, I'd just rather be prayerful. And then now we 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 in a, a a discussion. Well, why can't I say be careful? You can't. I'm just gonna say be fair. <laughs> right. So now we going back. Like, say you too spiritual. You know. Now I was like, can I care for you? I mean, can I just care for you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you you got you got these two two different types of operations. Everything was Bible. Like everything is still the word, but I have to convey it. I had to learn to convey it and to communicate it in a way. Because I was getting on this girl's nerves. Like, okay, brother, brother, come on, man. Can we eat pizza? Or is, is that, like, you know, not kosher? Or, or that ain't going to get us to the holy ground or yeah. something. You know, like, <laughs> come on, my man. You know, like. And, and, and Even the wine. The wine. Go ahead. Okay. So we, we were drinking. Uh, we had a little something. We call, we call it a little something. You, you want me to go to the store and get a little something? <laughs> Well, anyway, we were drinking uh, as Christians. We were drinking, and uh, but I was the one, oftentimes, going to the store to get the wine, and so I always felt convicted, right? So I would, well, well, you bought the wine too sometimes, (laughs) but I just remember going there, oftentimes, hiding the wine underneath the grocery. So, so that if I ran across a Christian, then they wouldn't see wine in my cart. You know what I'm saying? So I'd be like, man, I hope I don't see nobody. And sure enough, I'd be seeing all kinds of people come through there. But I had it hidden so well that no one, no one well, at least I thought no one was seeing it. Camouflage. And so I, uh, I really liked, I enjoyed having wine with him. But uh, after, after what well, he said the next day, I was, I, I was a witch. I thought, no, he said I was a witch the same day. I said I was a witch the next day because what was happening is it was messing with my hormones. So I was nice and chilling, you know, at the time when I drunk it, but maybe a couple of hours later, we started having a lot of misunderstandings. I'm talking like drag out, like, and so it got so bad to the point where I said, you know what, we, we don't need to be drinking. Now, I was expecting him as a Mr. Bible man, <laughs> I was expecting Mr. Bible Man to say, well, you know what? You're right. Let's, we don't need to be drinking. Now, I desire to drink from time to time because, you know, you come home from work. You want a little glass of wine. You want to watch a movie. That was our chill time, right? And I started to notice we were collecting bottles of wine underneath. You know how you got one of those little empty bottles, empty bottles, yeah. empty bottles of wine that we, did, we didn't throw away because we didn't want Mondale to see. So, see, we was hiding it all along. <laughs> well, we didn't want Mondale to see it. So, you know, the little skirt you thing, the, table with the, the little skirt. table with the skirt. <laughs> we had wine bottles all stacked underneath there. And I looked, I said, oh, my God. I said, we can end up being an alcoholic. Now, mind y'all, y'all know that I came from, uh, before him, I came from a uh, a relationship where the guy was on crack and he, you know, did marijuana and stuff like that. But it all started off with wine. You see what I'm saying? So then I started to look. I was like, we drinking too much wine here. I said, we're going to stop. Well, I expected him to be the strength that I needed, right? Because I knew enough to know I needed to stop, but I didn't want to stop, but I needed his strength to stop. But, all right, so, let, so let me jump in. Okay. So. All right, so, so, so we had this conversation she says, I think we're drinking a little bit too much. <laughs> now, Mr. Bible Man, I only use half of the scripture in the Bible, like uh, Ephesians. 
which says, be not drunk with wine, wearing his excess. Now, the rest of the scripture says, but be filled with the spirit. It's focusing on, you don't have to get drunk with the world. You can get drunk in the spirit. I will cut the second half of the scripture off. You know, this is early. Yeah, be not drunk with wine, excess. So when she said, uh, she said, uh, we drinking a little bit too much uh, wine. I was like, well, I ain't getting drunk. And I was like, I don't need to drink anyway. But, but now I have an edge. So I'm like, I well, then we ain't drinking. But I said we ain't drinking almost like to prove a point. I don't need to do it anyway. So we stopped drinking for a period of time. I don't know, like a man. I'm Maybe just... two weeks. It might have been two weeks. We no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let, so I'm, I'm going to give you a month. Okay, okay. So, so. Because something came around. It could be Valentine's Day or something like that. And she was like, well, babe, we ain't having a little something in a while. Now, mind you, I agreed to not drink. But I'm thinking I ain't have a problem in the first place. You the one with the problem. So I said, so when she said we ain't had something in a little while, in my mind, I didn't tell her this. And my mind's like, well, I ain't have a problem in the first place. And since you the one that said let's drink, cool. So we, we doing what? Uh, it could be once a week. Then it was twice a week, then three times a week, then all week, then it's... Then daily. Then, yeah. So, so then we have this conversation again. She initiates it. Each time she's initiating the conversation. So she's doing her thing. Babe, I think we're drinking a little bit too much. This is my response. Well, you're the one that brought it up. And then she said, but, but you, you the man. The man. <laughs> And I sat there, looked at her. I was so serious, too. But I couldn't say nothing. I like, I, I, it's almost like, you know, you're talking, you know, you feel free. And <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, was I was like, dog, I ain't got no, I ain't got no out. <laughs> so I said, okay, we ain't drinking no more ever again. Because, okay, if I'm the man, we ain't drinking and, and we never drank again. Now, we went, uh, this might have been a couple weeks. We going through, I don't know, grocery stores. She said, man, we haven't had a little something in a while. I said, and we ain't going to. <laughs> the biggest <laughs> test, though, was when we went, we actually went out of town, and it was a marriage uh, retreat. It was a marriage couple's retreat. And, uh, I don't yeah, it was, it, was, it was a marriage couple, and it, it was, I don't know, it could have been Valentine's Day in addition to that. And it was a time of celebration because that was one of the things that I felt like, hey, let's get some wine and celebrate. <laughs> and I remember that day, I was so, so looking forward to going to get some wine. I did. I was so looking I forward to it because wine, if I could be trans, well, we got some, okay, wine just took me to a place. Yeah, you're <laughs> <laughs> trying to be tactful, man. <laughs> <She's> trying- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it literally right. took me to a place, and and and, and, and so it helped me. Yeah, you know, it, it helped me to relax, and you know, just get we, in the mood. We got, we got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got. And so this was a wonderful opportunity. I was feeling myself. I was like, oh wow, we gonna get some wine, and we gonna just really, oh, we just gonna have a blast. And and he said, I said, honey, I said, so maybe we can get some wine and celebrate. He said, and he looked at me. He was like. He said, we ain't doing it no more. And it was then that I knew we're never, ever, ever going to do wine again. And I, I was fine with that. I just needed his strength. I didn't realize 
what I, I could have stopped on my own, but I think I, it was a part that we, it was something that we did together, and I, and, and, but I needed his strength. I didn't realize that until later. I needed his strength. So I'm glad you said no, because if you hadn't said no, and we would have rested on that scripture, be not filled, I mean, we would have rested on, <laughs> then we would probably be drinking today, I mean, if that was the case. But it's been, how I haven't had alcohol in, gosh, it, it was, you know, because we, we drank uh, the first time we, like when we met. Matter of fact, did we go, we, we, when I first met you, I think we went and got some, some alcohol, didn't we? I don't know. You don't remember. Okay, anyway, we that's all. <laughs> uh, so, so, you know, I know uh, Ms. Lamar, you talking about prejudice. I didn't want to really get off of that. So a lot of times you, you can, you can uh, we talked about this this week, you can have your own, your lenses, uh, your, your skewed lenses, so I'm only gonna, I'm gonna filter the word. I'm only gonna listen to the, I'm, see, remember we talk about receiving, I'm only gonna receive to a certain degree. Uh, you could be, as a guy, you could say, if I come up with the revelation, then I'll receive the word. But if she comes up with the revelation, oh, no, 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 that's, since I didn't come up with it, I don't shut down now, because I'm the revelation person, you know? <laughs> you know, you could, uh, as a female, um, sometimes it could be, I, I'll listen to the word from everybody else but you. Hmm. That could filter it. You know, I, I listen to everything else, everything else but, or you can have, uh, so I know, I know, oh, I figure out how to put this. I know sometimes people are cert taught in certain cultures, the word is only valuable if it's packaged this way. It's a certain religious way that it has to be packaged, or it, you have to, a person has to, uh, there's codes. I'm saying this, you know, there's different religions. I'm not putting nobody down. I know maybe listening, but there's codes. If I hear this code, then that, that sermon is approved. If I don't hear this code, oh, no, 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 you're not really pre preaching a sermon. I, I didn't want to really get into the codes because it, it could offend certain people, but there's, so all those, if you look in, if you look through those lenses, it can make it hard. And I, I think it's just easy if we if if we all uh, become investigative reporters in every relationship we're in. You know, even a relationship with with your pastors. You know, just be investigative reporters. I notice you do this. Uh, uh, do you notice you do this? So when you so we do it all the time. So babe, when you do this. So tell me what you're thinking. I'm going to tell you what the effect is. You tell me what you're thinking. But I think we're in a culture of people that jump to conclusions. Because almost, uh, well, I used to say this as I grew. Oh, so you want to be mad. So if you get mad first before you ask the question or before you talk to a person, then you want to be mad. You're not giving a person a chance to give you no other angle. You've jumped to a conclusion. Um, but if I think if we... Uh, we talk about being patient and we love one another, we want to be vulnerable. It's a vulnerability to say, I'm just going to share the effect and try to, I'm going to share the effect and now tell me what your intent was and trust the person when they share the intent as opposed to um, assuming the intent and already trying and judging the person. You've already condemned them. You know, we, some of us have family members. They mad at you. In some cases, they've been mad at you. You don't even know why. 
you just know that they're treating you different. And they never had a conversation with you. And then you might find out, I don't know, seven years later, like, I was offended when you said such and such. Like, and then you're like, I wasn't even on that page. Well, how come you just didn't bring it to my attention? Hmm. See, that's what we need to do. We need to interview. Um, whether it's your children, your spouse, uh, I've done it with bosses. You know, I, I've had to be tactful with certain bosses. You know, I felt that they were, because uh, I worked in uh, corrections, so we had to do a lot of investigations. A lot of, you know, that could determine if somebody got more time and stuff like that. Sometimes they would do prejudice investigations. Like they would show up and go, okay, yeah, we, we, we're giving them more, more time on their sentence. So I could sit there and be mad. See, this place is racist. Know what I would do? So, hey, I just, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just learning, man. So if I come in a, and I see, and I really believe that this person did that, I don't really have to investigate. I can just give him a sentence. That's okay. I could do that. The guy turned red <laughs> because he knew that's not the way you handle it. So he had to make an adjustment, but I just did it like an investigative reporter. So I just want to know if it's okay if I, if I roll that way. Remember, going to every situation saying maybe they're not aware. That would help us if the person is not consistently coming to church or if they're struggling with something, maybe not aware. You may have a tool that will make it easier for them. Don't jump to conclusions. Always go in, maybe they're not aware. We'll have a whole lot less backbiting, a, whole lot, a lot less people talking about people because you're going in saying, hey, they're not aware. Justina might not be aware. Are you aware of such and such? And if she goes, yeah, I'm aware. And I'm gonna keep on doing it. Okay, now we now you got to make a decision on how you do. You know, do you want to love her from there? You know, what I'm saying or you know, bash or whatever. But at least you made the person aware. Does that make sense? Hopefully that helped a little bit. I, I know I, I we kind of did. Uh, That's great because I had no clue what you were talking. About. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. I really didn't. I and I still didn't get. Like the gist of what you were saying, mm -hmm. uh, because he was sharing some things, mm -hmm. so I never really it never connected for me, and I apologize. I I, I guess I needed more information uh, to. Uh, I, I saw some head shaking too, so I wasn't the only one. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it, it was. Right. Well, no, well let's because uh, it's the second time. But uh, but he answered your question, correct? Yeah, yeah okay. definitely. Yeah. Any more? Anybody else have a, any other thoughts or questions about anything? We have some essentials to share, um, but we can, you know, um, we'll, uh, we're just trying to not make a cookie cutter, that's all. Uh, and I, I, we did talk about communication, but we figured we, it would probably be better to talk about communication with, with our dominant audience, so we're going to save that for, stay, save that for Sunday. Uh, any other questions about anything, anything you heard or, or anything? Yeah, so um, I recently had a situation where um, dealing with a person and I never really realized before that the person is never like true or honest about how they really feel. It's almost like they live behind a, a facade and then and I've noticed like over the years many many times that if I pay close attention or have good you know recollection of how often it happens they have these meltdowns to where uh, these 
things come out and it's like of course where they've suppressed some things and then everything comes out all at one time and they just start um but but they just it's like they live behind this facade and you would never know what they're thinking and even it's almost as if even when they break down and start telling you what's wrong it's everybody else's you know it's of, of course you know it's everybody else's fault and they can share and elaborate on what you did to them um and you know at that point in time you're caught up in you just want to comfort them. You just want, oh, it's so, okay. Well, I, I won't do that again. Well, I do understand now that, you know, how you feel about that. But really and truly, it's something deeper than that. It's like, what's really going on, you know? All right, so I'm going I'm to I'm let you have a thought about that, right? I, yeah, okay, but I'll so, let you, yeah. I'll yield you so, first. So it's so interesting that you brought that up because it's uh, – uh, it's something we was going to talk about this week anyway like you know it's a dangerous thing to never share how how things are actually affecting you I'm not talking about you know some people think transparency is blasting everybody that's not that's attack transparency and vulnerability is you're sharing a vulnerable part of this is how it affects you, not the results of having it affect you. So in other words, if you got mad, that's the result of you were affected. If you really share how you were affected, like if you share, man, that really hurt. Um, man, I feel smaller. No one can argue with that because that's how it affected you. But if you say, you made me feel small, well, the person can debate that all day because that's not what they intended. Right? I'm not, they didn't open up the conversation to make you feel small. And so I was thinking through, sometimes we, you sit behind the scenes, I have, uh, I have judgments, I have criticisms, I have opinions, I have thoughts. But I'm never, I'm not going to share them. Now I may, I may I'm, I, it may bleed into a backbiting situation, you know, but I'm not going to share them. Well, it's unfair to the person. It's unfair to any relationship, work relationship or anything. It's very unfair. But I've discovered that a lot of times people don't share everything they're thinking because they say, if I don't share everything I'm thinking, then I don't, hear every, I don't have to hear everything people are thinking about me. See, if I don't open up and, and, and share my perspective, so in other words, if, if, if Pat, I'd use me, if I don't share with Pastor Mel, well, sweetheart, the way you handle that, I, listen, you know, that was tough, that was difficult, uh, that really hurt or threw me a certain way. Okay, so let's say I don't share that. A lot of times I'm not sharing it because I don't want to hear her share. Okay, well now that we're in this discussion, <laughs> I want to share some stuff about you. So a lot of times people aren't not just, well, no, I'm not the type of person, I just don't, you know, I don't like judging people, stuff like that. What it is is I'm not saying nothing because I'm not trying to draw no attention to me. But both sides are unhealthy. We grow through it, through relating and exchange. And that means people sharing an effect and um, giving an effect. And sometimes in those situations, as, as Trina was talking about, uh, you can't be an enabler. We can't be enablers. Like we can't allow the pink elephant to travel through three more years of our life. 
So sometimes, remember, we're always going in what? Maybe they're not aware. That's our whole foundation. And we're going in as what? An investigative reporter. Are you aware? You know, so, 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 because you might not be aware. Like, like I've had to do it where I says, well, okay, so everybody around here, I'll give you a great example. Uh, this person may see this, but it's, it's a true statement. So, so I, we was, I was in this working environment, church working environment, and we had a person that uh, I called her, everybody called her, but, I, you know, but, but I came up, remember Estelle from uh, Golden Girls? So, you know, you know the, the background is she supposedly had a disease. And the disease uh, made it so she couldn't filter what she said. So she would just, <laughs> well, she should say whatever. Well, this person I called Estelle because she didn't filter nothing she said. And so, so one day she said something, uh, maybe somebody... Uh, this particular person, maybe they, 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 they uh, their hair. Yeah, they spent like, I'm, I'm just picking a number, $150 on their hair. Walked in, they were smiling. Yeah, you know, and, and, and you know, maybe they just didn't have a frequency to get their hair done and stuff like that, but they was, they was, felt so good. Oh, I don't like that. You know, like, <laughs> the person went from to, and so, so later on in the office, uh, I, I pulled the person aside. I said, I said, you may not be aware of the impact of, of, of not just that situation, but it was a lot of situations like that. So I said, going in and assuming you're not aware, but this is, you know your reputation is Estelle. They, they knew who Estelle was. I like, no, no. I said, I said, it might not be attention to you. I said, but let me give you a few examples. Gave the person an example. I said, wow, I never saw that. Oh, man, I feel so bad. I'm so sorry. Right? They didn't do it to me. I was advocating. The next day, that literally the next day, same thing. I said, now, uh, remember what we talked about yesterday? I said, when this happened, you did the exact same thing. I didn't say it because they were supposed to change the next day. It was a default. It's something that was a habit. But when you care, no greater love than this that a man has for his friend, you'll lay down your life for your friend. When you care about somebody, you don't just amplify what they're doing, you care to, hey, are you aware? You, put, you have to put yourself on the line. That's what loving people does. It's easy to sit back and go and to uh, magnify, amplify, and to critique. It's hard to put myself on the line and say, hey, are you aware? But that's love. See, it's not about my like, it's about you getting what you need. Oftentimes people, people hide, or I don't want to say hide, but they don't really talk about things that are bothering them because of fear. And so if the person is close, the question I would uh, maybe ask is, is it in an environment where they are able to share? Because like, you know, some families um, are just, I don't want to say secretive, but they're just oh, not, good. you know, they're secretive. Everybody got thoughts, but ain't nobody sharing the thoughts. And as long as we can get along, then we're good. But the problem with that is the thoughts actually come up and they explode.
you know, p people explode because after a while, we're not designed to carry anything. And after a while, sure. it's uh, there's triggers, and 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 you hit that right trigger, man, and then it'd be like. Good Lord. I mean, this big explosion <laughs> happens, and it's like, what the heck? What, uh, what, I didn't know you felt like that. And, and it's so overwhelming to the person because they're like, where did that come from? Well, it came from the environment that they were in. They weren't able to, or for whatever reason, didn't feel uh, like they can express themselves. And so uh, in families, it's so crucial that everybody has a voice. Everybody has a voice, down to the small child. Uh, and I'm, I, I'm more of a stickler now that I'm older. Uh, like I really, I really have a, a fondness for children uh, not being um, ignored. Mm -hmm. And it starts young. Like it really starts when they're like little Broderick's age. Uh, and 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 sometimes you know we we don't give them the respect that's due to them. You know, they're not allowed to feel, you know, we, oh, go over there. You go, you mad, you get over there in the corner. Well, no, talk about why I'm mad. I mean, let's, let's have a conversation here because when you did this, it made me feel like this. But oftentimes we think children don't have feelings. Stay in your place. It, you stay in your place. And, and so they get disrespected, but they act out. And now we wonder why they acting out. Well, Johnny's acting out because you've been ignoring Johnny. You haven't listened to Johnny. You just think Johnny's supposed to do everything you tell Johnny to do. And it's unfair because they're children. They need a voice too. And so it starts, I said that to say, it can start small at an early age. Um, and so we uh, live in a, a world where um, it's taboo to express yourself. And that's, that's, that, that's not, that ought not to happen. So I say from a child, like your babies, you know, uh, I was talking to somebody and I'm very sensitive to children. I really am. So for instance, uh, uh, I was talking to somebody and they picked up their kid from, I don't know, they, they picked up their kid, okay? Now, the first thing I'm thinking of, the person was saying, mommy, mommy, all excited. You know, you, you can hear it in the background. Mommy, mommy. And I'm ex I, the first thing I come to th that I think through is this child just now saw their parent and they want to actually connect. They want an exchange. And so I immediately was like, oh, no, no, I don't want to interrupt that because the person hadn't seen the, the parent. You understand what I'm saying? But how many of us say, hold on, just hold on one minute. And then one minute's passed. The kid now, one minute for a kid is like ten minutes. One minute for a child. See what like you? A day. You? It's like a day. And 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 I see them sitting quietly, or I hear them. You know, in this particular person's case, I heard the person. They weren't. They weren't. Because some of the kids be like, "Mommy, mommy, mommy," you know, whatever. And they just keep saying, "Mommy, mommy, mommy," till they get your attention. But this particular child was quiet for quite some time. And I remember the parent was saying, oh, just hold on, just for hold on. Well, how long is hold on? You understand what I'm saying? And so sometimes we got to get at that age, we have to respect them. I was, matter of fact, it was a situation, uh, oh, I know what happened. Uh, uh, do you mind me sharing what happened with the envelope? That's a, I think it's a great example. Okay, so little Zymane, what he did was he, he took one of the offering envelopes, okay? 
And he wrote all these little hearts on it, and, 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 and it was just kind of dolled up. I mean, it was really cute. And so he handed it to me. It was his work, his workmanship. <laughs> he hands it to me, and the first thing that came to my, out of my mouth was, oh, no, we don't use those, honey, for, for uh, uh, writing on. Those are for offering. You know, I gave him an explanation, but it was like it was, that was the first thing that, that, that I thought about. You understand what I'm saying? As opposed to acknowledging the fact that he did something for me. He did that for me. You understand what I'm saying? And I really, I thought to myself that I did not um, respect and honor what his initial desire was. I was so focused on, oh, honey, you messing up all the envelopes and those things cost money. And no, we got to make sure we don't play with the envelopes. I mean, and, 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 and it hit me. Now. How many of us would say, oh, okay, you know what, I, that, was, I, that was wrong. I shouldn't have did that. And then that, that, that'd be it. No, I took it a step further. I said, Zamain, I have to apologize to you. I apologize that when you gave me that information, I, that's the, I, I did, never acknowledged that you took your time out and gave me something special, and I'm sorry. Now... I do have to tell you about the envelope. So you see what I'm saying? So but but I had to I had to do that because he's a child and he's he deserves respect and honor. But how many of us would have just went on it and and you know like like he had no feelings? You understand what I'm saying? So children, we got to we got to be mindful of our children. Um and so that's it made me think of that. And then one last piece. I just had this conversation this uh this week somebody in the another uh, town, growing beyond cultures of silence. You know, because a lot of times we're in cultures of silence. And actually, one of the main cultures of silence in a lot of situations is ministry. Like families in ministry. You know, they, you know, people, there's certain things you don't say. You know, uh, in the situation a long time ago, uh, can't be too specific, but, uh, where we end up having people come to our house late at night. And what it is is the, it was a new relationship, but it was a new relationship in a culture of silence. So the other person wasn't being mean. They was just, you know, they didn't grow up in a culture of silence. They was like, hey, what about that over there? You know, like, could be a pink elephant or whatever. And then the whole family almost galvanized themselves together to attack this person. We don't talk about that. So, they, so, so it, a culture of silence is also a culture of secret. We just don't talk about this. We just don't talk about that. We just don't talk about that. And, and, and the Bible says, speak the truth in love. And when he created the first relationship, they were naked and unashamed. That's the law first mentioned. That's God's intent. Totally exposed and not playing off of I'm embarrassed or I'm ashamed or stuff like that. But you have so many cultures that my business, that, that, that's, that's, that's the, uh, the other thing, and my business. Well, the Bible says we overcome by the blood of the land and the word of our testimony. How's somebody going to get a testimony if you just, if everybody hiding their business? You know, if everything is a secret or you don't talk about that or you don't talk about that at church like that, that's not healthy. You know, I have some time to share with you guys uh, Sunday uh, I got a whole lot of insight and revelation stuff I got to get myself together with. 
So I'm gonna share it with you guys on Sunday. Yeah, because because we'll have everybody. Um, but but it's it it can be so easy to go. Okay, well I'll just work on this behind the scenes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then when I got it together, I can talk. I can give you a testimony. Well, you know, I was working with such and such. Nah, nah, we ain't doing that. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. And that's not healthy. And so I think, you know, I know Trina brought up the example, but sometimes people say to themselves, say to themselves, sometimes because of that culture, but sometimes they don't have a voice, as Pastor Mel was saying. I mean, one of the things we, we go over in relationship counseling and stuff like that, everybody has a voice and everybody should have a choice. You know, if everybody has a voice and a choice, but sometimes people could be so trained, realize, and this is respectfully, realize some of our deep-rooted cultures of where we raise, people don't have voices and choices. Um, you know, I, I don't get into the whole, a lot of black and white conversation, but in the coming up through the history of people that was on plantations and in slavery, they didn't have voices and choices. And so some of, they, some of them passed that philosophy on. You ever see some of your relatives, they've been married for forever years and the person always has somebody on the side and the person was like, well, you know, baby, everybody ain't gonna be perfect, you just hang in there. The, per the person doesn't have a voice to say, this is affecting me and, and I believe I deserve this. They're taught, no, you just roll with it. You, what's wrong with you? You don't talk, like, talk about stuff like that. You just endure it. And people break down, lose their minds and stuff like that, and that's not healthy. God hasn't designed us that way. The, the truth and love, the, the, uh, Paul said, am I your enemy because I told you the truth. So we were good. We were fine. We had a great relationship. And this is, uh, we'll talk about this down the road, uh, especially in communication. Don't let false peace stop you from having a, a, a genuine relationship. You know, because sometimes we do the false peace thing, well, so, so me, and, me and my wife, we roll it. <laughs> and I, we tell you this all the time, we roll it. The last thing you want to do is talk about something that's uncomfortable, that's throwing you off, and everything's going great. So what, what do we call it? You don't want to uh, stir the, rock the bowl and stuff. <laughs> so, so, so let's say you out. You're having a great outing. Everything's going great. The last thing you want to do is like, oh, man, I got to bring this up. So what is, what is the temptation? Just, just, just smooth it over. Just, just smooth it over. But, but did you smooth it? It's in there. It's, it's, it's sitting in there. What, you, what you've allowed the devil to do is now put a detonator in you. And the devil's like, no, 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 no. We don't, hey, he's telling all his demons, no, we don't need to push the button now. Mm -hmm. We got a detonator in there. At the right time, when they're broken down, when they're stressed, you know, I, me and my wife was talking, uh, uh, had a little vulnerable situation. And I, I said, I said, babe, you know, you kind of think of all these little different things adding up. You, you, uh, uh, we had to, after three buildings, selling a house. My mom died, my aunt died. I said, you know, and, and you don't have no, no, uh, you don't have no script, but you also don't have, uh, you know, like if you, Warning. if you break a, if you break a bone, they'll tell you, uh, you'll be back, it'll heal in six to eight weeks. But grief, mm -hmm. you'll be healing in six to eight weeks. No, it don't work out. It's, it's stuff in there. You don't even know what's in there. Mm -hmm. And so you have all these different things coming up. So stuff can just hit you a certain way. 
You see what I'm saying? It's just, it's just the, the reality of life. It can just hit you a certain way. And, and, and this is the thing, like, we're going to have to start being real. Not false peace or, you know, like, you got to have that conversation. Because, like, I have some great relationships. I'll be like, oh, man, everything's going great. I have to say this. I haven't always done it well, which we'll find out on Sunday. But, but my attempt is, man, like, first of all, I'm a, I'm a what you call a seer. I've been, God has made me that way. I see stuff. So, but it's a responsibility with that. <laughs> you know, and sometimes, you know what, Mrs. Sammy, I don't want to say nothing. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, look, it's almost like you're, you ever, uh, let's get Mikey. <laughs> you have Mikey to go get him or you send a little kid in to ask the question because, you know, like you got the kids at home. So you got the one that go, you go ask. <laughs> And they're going to ask no matter what. Hey, mom, dad, can we do such and such? But there's somebody in that in your house that's going, I ain't going there. I ain't listening. I ain't saying nothing. You know? And sometimes we're like that as adults. We're like, I ain't. Baby, is another way we talk. You going to talk to them? But we have to do it when we love people. Yeah. Right? We have to, you know, we have to have those conversations when we care. And it's, 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 it, it actually forges a, a more solid relationship. All right, any other questions or thoughts? Uh, we can go here. I, yeah. So just to kind of follow up on what you were just saying, which I thought was very wonderful. And because since I've been going here, that's all I hear is truth and love, truth and love. Now, when you say truth and love, isn't there kind of like a way to express yourself in truth and love? Yes. Not you can't just go on and say, you know, whatever you want to say. There is, there is like a certain approach to it, right. correct? Y yes, ma'am. Okay, because I just feel like sometimes, you know, how we are, especially if you're learning and you're, and you're kind of trying to find your way in your journey. And when we hear things, like you said, sometimes like you, you've got some people who are like extra spiritual and they're all in there like, there you go being fleshly again and those types of, <laughs> <laughs> those types of things. Um, so I was just, I didn't, I didn't look at you no kind of way. <laughs> um, you know, so I was just wondering if that, you know, when you're saying these things, truth and love, how is your approach when you're saying them? Just for clarity. Well, we're going to talk about a Sunday, uh, okay. uh, catchable communication, like how you package it. Okay. Uh, actually, communication is, is, is perfect because what I'm going to talk to, well, well I'll, I'll, I'll just give you a little nugget. You know, even me, I'm a truth guy, but I'm not always packaging it right. So if I don't package it right, then I'm going to affect how it's going to be received. So if I package it in sarcasm, the, you know, under the guise of, well, let me water this down because it may be too raw of truth. Well, I'm defeating the whole purpose because the person's not going to be able to receive it. You know what I'm saying? So, so I mean, sarcasm may not be as harsh, but it still can hurt. So, but then, or if I'm, if I'm mad, well, I'm going to tell you this truth. Well, that's not in love. You know what I'm saying? Love removes self, even if it's, it, even in, in, so I use me in case of sarcasm, even if it's self-preservation. You see what I'm saying? So, so even if my, my motive is, well, I, I don't want, I, 
I don't want this to come across too strong. Well, it's not about the person getting the truth they need fully. It's about my self-preservation. But love doesn't consider self. Love only considers the person. And so the, so the package uh, undergirded with love, as my wife always says, makes a difference. You have thought about that? Uh, no, I think you pretty much, yeah. And, and that's something that we're all, you know, learning. I think, you know, love is the essential thing that we all need. I mean, that is just the bottom line. Uh, love, thank you. <laughs> love is the essential thing that we all need. Um, uh, I mean, everything worketh by love, if you think about it. And so even when you have to tell the truth, if it's in love, then the person will pick up the love before they would pick up the, the, the hurt or the reality of the truth, you know, because they see that it's even difficult for you to share it. You, you ever talk to somebody and it's like, man, they got, I know that, you know, they really want to help, but it hurts them to share it. Right. You know what I mean? And, and so you almost start to have empathy for the person like, oh man, I've, you know, got them in a position where they, they, they feel bad. They got to tell me a truth, you know? Um, so love is like something that we all, God is really designed for all of us to perfect. Um, and love doesn't take no account of a suffered wrong. Love is patient, it's kind. Love is gentle. You know, love is um, all those attributes. Uh, but we gotta, we gotta really start to like be aware when we're not walking in love. And I think that's that's key for all of us. I mean, it, it's something that love actually will change situations and people. You know, I mean, love really, if you would do it right, it really will take an unsaved person and change them around. You know, it, it will take your unsaved or your, your husband or your wife who's mean and hateful or, or you know, don't really uh, respect you. Love, love will actually break up some of the follow ground in, in, in people's hearts. You know what I mean? So that, that, that's big right there. I mean, really it is. We have to be a lover. Yes. Um, Sunday we talked about guarding your heart but not closing it. Mm -hmm. And you just mentioned, um, I think you used the word, was it self-preservation? Like you can't, you can't think about yourself when you're communicating with love. Mm -hmm. So how do you know when it is a situation where you need, because where, when you need to guard your heart and remove yourself, or you need to not think about the possible hurt that could come towards having the relationship, if that makes any sense. No, it makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. this, this, what's what's going to help us, all of us, you know, I know you asked the question, but all of us is um, to yield to the Holy Spirit. Because there's, I just said I don't always get it right, um, but the the uh, Minister Lamar was sharing uh, the the uh, having the fullness of the word. Uh, the scripture uh, that we learned as a Bible kid, but his wife quotes a lot now. Uh, that word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. So if we do the things that we've been taught, fill ourselves with the word, be led by the Spirit. Uh, the Holy Spirit speaks everybody's language. And the Holy Spirit, 
the Holy Spirit can you can be in three seemingly same situations the Holy Spirit will tell you three different ways to deal with them. But if we just, and this is our, our, our natural man, I'm, I'm this, I, I can be this way too. Like if you find out you need to fix something, your mind says, okay, now what I need to do, this is how I control this. You can't, it's impossible. It's impossible for us to know. And then uh, I'll share this. I share this with my wife. I share this with you guys. You know, you're, you've heard my wife say, um, sometimes she does it afraid. You've heard her share that. You could be singing or whatever. Well, what I do when I'm learning something, what, what I put out, I put myself on the line where I could be criticized. So as I've been growing and learning graphics, I wasn't doing graphics until you know, a few years ago. Well, sometimes it's been some shabby work. But that's how I'm going to grow and learn. You see what I'm saying? I can't wait till everything is perfect. So as I'm growing, even as a human being, I can't wait till everything is perfect. Let's use the phrase. Now, I'm not, I don't use, I'm not, I don't operate off this phrase. But the reality is whether I want to be perfect or not, I'm not. So I can't wait to perfection. I'm going to have to do better, do better, do better, do better, do better. So sometimes the only gauge of you knowing is making a mistake and learning. But not beating yourself up because you made the mistake. Because my wife said, as long as it's undergirded with love, then it could be, like, like, like I had somebody was talking to me this week. You could tell it was all love. It was it, the person was was giving me an adjustment I need to make, but it was all love. Like what you gonna like? Like what could you do with that? You could tell it was undergirded with love. Like it was work for the person. And so as long as our attitude, the Holy Spirit operates in love. If you soak up the word, that's Christ. That's love. We will get better and better out of. Again, guarding our heart, but also speaking the truth of love. Holy Spirit's our friend. So what I would add to that is uh, sharpening your discernment about the situation. Because the thing about it is, um, like, you cannot put yourself in harm's way. You know what I mean? Like, if someone dogged you out (laughs) and then... uh, you're expected to go back in there like, oh, here I am again, beat me again. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That would be foolish. So, but in that particular case, what you do is you just guard your heart in terms of not getting offended with what the person does. You keep your heart open, but you don't engage, like you're engaged and you're, you're, uh, you're, you're engaging the person is going to be different in terms of your pursuit. Your, your pursuit. Change your pursuit. Your mm-hmm. pursuit's not going to be the same. Like, let's say you used to call the person every day. Well, that's going to change. Because <laughs> you, 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 you might can't trust the person. Right. You may not be able to trust the person. So you got you to gotta sharpen your discernment. And if it looks like the person's attacking you and they're not going to change you got to you got to change your pursuit you got you got to make sure that you don't put yourself in harm's way because if you close your heart well then you now you 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 blocked out love 
being able to get it like if you close your heart now people think it's just close to that person but mm. you see what i'm saying the, the, the enemy's tr tricky he'll he'll think he'll have you close your heart for that person but a closed heart is not just for that person it's for anybody else that comes around so you can potentially damage your ability to be able to receive from other people because, and, and everybody does this, something happens to you, you look at that situation through the lenses of what happened to you, another person comes around and because you're looking at the, your, the situation through the lenses of what happened to you before, that person now is, is being uh, penalized for what that person did to you. You see what I'm saying? Somewhere along the road, uh, the way, your heart got closed to where it protected itself. It was so, you know, uh, anxious to protect itself, it literally closed yourself to everybody. To everybody. Mm -hmm. And so when the right person comes along, like in, in our particular case, I, I, I did have a, a, a closed heart. I, 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 I thought I wanted love. I, I really believe I wanted love, but when love came knocking on my door, of the door of my heart, it was closed. And so <laughs> he bounced off my heart every time when he tried to touch it. Beat that. And so <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? So that's why you got to sharpen your discernment to be able to pick up, okay, this is, a, this is where I need to make an adjustment with this person so that they won't, I won't put myself in harm's way. Does that make sense? Okay. It goes back to the word too, the thoughts and intents. The word can just turn the thoughts and intents of, a, of the heart. Yeah, he, he said, Minister Mar said it goes back to the word in Hebrews 4. It says, the word is discern of the thoughts and intents of the, of the heart. heart. So I had the word in me is going to help me discern. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit is going to help me discern. Um, there's a book too. It's a book called Sharpen Your Discernment uh, by Robert Leardon. Hmm. You know, um, he's a. Uh, He's gone through some things in the latter years of his life, but in the, it, he wrote that book in the early years of his life. It's a powerful book. I read it a long time ago. Sharpen Your Discernment, Roberts Lee. Le I think it's Lee Arden, but it's, it's L it's L I A R D O N. Yeah. Uh, but that's a, that's a that's that's actually a solid book because this is when you're hurt. Uh, when you sharpen your discernment, the thing is instead of closing your heart, put your antenna up. Mm -hmm. You know, so in other words, like, increase your signal to be able to pick mm -hmm. up so you're not in that situation no more. So don't stop moving forward. Just move forward with a sharper antenna mm -hmm. that, that, that can, and that's what she meant by sharpening your discernment. Mm -hmm. And then you adjust to pursuit, but you're open for reconciliation. Because mm -hmm. pursuit is, I, like, I'm, I'm wide open. But now I can't trust maybe the person I'm open for reconciliation, meaning forgiveness, because forgiveness heals me, but I can't pursue the relationship with this, the, the same unless the Lord leads me to because the person is, you know, uh, experienced their brokenness and whatever. I, uh, if we have another question, we'll, we'll answer questions. It's 8.30, so, I, you know, I mean, I, I don't want to, we don't want to keep you guys here all night. But if you have a question, you had a, you had a question? Oh, you're passing the mic now. <laughs> he got to pass the mic thing. All right, so anybody have a, any other a final question or a thought online or in the house? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> 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 
you, you don't have to stand there. We can listen to a question, then we'll pray for it after a question. So, so that's what that was, was a hard heart that was closed off to everything. That was a good example. I just, I didn't know that that's what you really call it okay. when you are, when your heart is hurt, that you're closing your heart off. And um, you're close. I know that you were closing it off to every other thing, but I didn't know that's the explanation of a hard heart. So thank you. Okay. All right. Awesome. Well, we thank you guys for your patience. If you have any other questions, uh, you know, we're going to do 915. 915 we'll we'll uh we'll do the uh kind of walking through the communication and then uh we'll have another discussion like this one at the 10:30 service and we want to focus mostly on communication. Communication is uh that's big. It's big. It's it's it's, it's, it's so big. big and every aspect of our lives is big. Mm -hmm. But 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 you know so be praying about coming out of your my wife always says Stay open, but coming out of your comfort zone or coming out of your uh, your worldviews, uh, your experiences, uh, the way you've always done things, and because we got this new beginning, so we have to grow into the way God wants us to do things. We got to put off that old man and put on a new man. All right. And 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 if I could add one more piece to that, sure. uh, just uh, like really, really kill. The power of a secret. Because there's so many families, y'all, mm. that have been having so many secrets. Y'all know, but like a grandma, you know, great grandma, you know, you know, they, there's some secrets in families. And so, but, you know, like I used to think that the secrets stopped at their, at that generation, you know, great grandma, great, great, great grandma. It's still going on. So we need to kill the power of a secret. Secrets are only powerful when we keep it a secret. Think about it. When you when you when you have a situation where uh, something is you don't want nobody to know, but you finally somehow it gets out. Just somehow it gets out. It actually frees you. Like you you you'd be like, oh, thank God. At least that's the last thing now I have to worry about. You know what I mean? But we hold on to the secret, and that's what gives it power. And now we, we, we go through life and we are looking over our shoulder like, oh, I hope nobody finds out about this. And that is bondage, man. I mean, to live life, you know, holding on to a secret, that's bondage. Scripture says what's hidden shall be revealed. Yeah. And this is the thing is, I'll tell you the dangerous thing of, 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 of even having secrets. You, 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 a lot of times we leave them as legacies. Mm-hmm. So you hid it the whole time to, for self-preservation. You die. What's hidden is going to be revealed. So now it comes out while you're gone, impacted. People hurt. People cry. Why didn't you tell me that that was my parent? People all, you know, that's the legacy we living in? We leaving now? A secret? 